as mothers and women, do you ever struggle to put yourself first? Do you find that you are just giving, giving, giving with taking little in return? When is it time for you to invest in yourself? When is it your time? As mothers who need to add money to the family budget, we thought we only had two options. Get a job and put our kids in daycare or start a home daycare. But what if there was a third option, a better way that would allow you to create a consistent income and make a difference in children's lives while still staying home with your kids? I'm Joy Anderson, and this is the Preschool All-Stars Podcast, where I'm going to share exactly how myself and thousands of other moms have created successful preschools so you can do the same. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Preschool All-Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Anderson, and joining me today are three amazing women. We have Nicole Goggins, Colette Brunson, and Kirsten Brockner from the Sharing Her Journey podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies. Hello. Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. It's fun to be on this side of the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So if we could... I chose you for a very specific reason because we're going to talk today about how our women can finally take the time for themselves to chase after their dreams. So if we could, could I ask each of you to share your story a little bit about, you know, where were you and what was your experience chasing your dreams? Uh, I just absolutely love your podcast. Everybody needs to go listen to their podcast, Sharing Her Journey. So let's go ahead and start. And Nicole, could we start with you? Sure. Yes. You're so sweet to even think of us for this Um, because as just normally, I've just always been a stay-at-home mom and I haven't ever had like an extra side hustle or income or anything, but I still have dreams and I still have things that I want to accomplish. And I think it probably came like when I was trying to get out of just the everyday mundane motherhood things, I started blogging and then I started like a food blog and it was just kind of fun for my kids to be part of that process with me. And I would be like, Hey, mom has a little bit of work to do. And then it even just went into lots of volunteer things when I was, you know, doing PTA president things and just having something that we worked towards. And I think it was fun for my kids to see that. And they almost took ownership of it. And they'd be like, Oh, my mom's the PTA president. She helped put on this event (laughs) and, you know, but I would have them help me. And so, but then here, when we've done this, I've kind of overheard my kids having the same type of conversations. Like, my mom has a podcast and she talks about this. And some of my kids are more enthusiastic about that than others because they don't want to be mentioned on the (laughs) podcast. But it's been fun. And just today I was at the gym and I was lifting and there was a plaque on the wall that says women, it's a women's only gym, but women who go after their dreams, teach their children to have vision. And I loved it. And I thought, yes, they see me working hard. And it tells them that it's good to have something passionate that they want to work towards, whether they want to be a ballerina or a wrestling star or something that they want to do, that they have vision and that they can know that they can try to accomplish anything that they want to do. And I just, I loved that. And I thought it's good to show my children that, yes, I completely love you and I'm here in your life, but that doesn't mean that I have to ignore anything that I want to do. And I think that that's actually super helpful for them. Yeah. Because it shows them, who are they going to model? They're going to model you. And so, yes, we spend time with them. We love them. But being able to model what it looks like to say, I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder what could happen. And to show them that it might be scary 
and I might have to figure things out. Right. But like to model what it looks like to go chase after your dreams. That's awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, no problem. I was sorry. I'm probably cutting off Kirsten. Another thing that I think (laughs) that we do that I try to model is just like taking care of my body. Like they know that that is something that we do, that we eat really healthy and that I'll go to the gym. And I was at the gym for an hour and a half this morning while my kids were at home doing like their homeschool things. And, you know, so I sacrificed that time, but I think that they see, obviously that's important to mom. And then obviously it helps me to show up to be a better mom to them too. I love that. Finding the things that we can do in our lives that also help us to show up to be a better mom. That's perfect. Kirsten, can you share your story? So my story is, I'm trying to think how to summarize this. Um, but I grew up with a stay-at-home mom that was always a stay-at-home mom and she had six kids, so she had super busy. And so, of course, that was always what I wanted to do was always be a stay-at-home mom. And um, I ended up working in the interior design field for a company for about eight years. I think I had my first kid after six years. And so I was working and then I had a child. And then by the time I had my second child... I was like, okay, I can finally realize my my dream of being a full-time stay-at-home mom. And so I was I quit working my job at that time. And um when my second was like six months old. And it was funny because my husband was like, I don't think I can do two alone at home while you're at work. Cause I would work on Saturdays when he was home. And so it was kind of funny. And so I got to be a stay-at-home mom, which I loved. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, very fulfilling. And then um, I just decided to get start going kind of back into my work kind of part time. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I can own my own business. I can work around my kids schedule and that kind of thing. So I started doing um, my job again as an interior designer part time. And it was great. And then a few years ago, I'm trying to think how many years ago, three years ago, um, it got to the point where I needed the income. And, um, and so I kind of went back, I went back to working full time. And I really struggled with it, to be honest, um, because I i don't know if it was like so ingrained in my head that the only way to be a good mom was to be there for my kids 24-7. And I totally don't agree with that now, but I'm going to be honest that there was that those thoughts and that struggle and that guilt. And so I've been working through that. And honestly, I'm not going to lie, I'm still working through that um, because it is hard to struggle. I shouldn't say struggle. It's hard to manage both and feel like you're doing a good job at both of them at the same time without feeling guilt. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like there's always this whole, like when I was younger, like there's like the whole working mom versus the stay at home mom. And it's like, why can't we all just be on the same team (laughs) or like, you know, one person thinking the other is better. And I don't think there's a one size fits all for people. But I do feel like as I have grown into being secure in my choices and and like I said, I'm still working on feeling like I can still be a really great mom while working full time. It has given me more confidence. And I have seen my kids, like Nicole said, be proud of me and talk to their friends about me. And um, so that's been really fulfilling to me too. And it's been, I feel like it's helped me be a better person too. So I guess that's kind of a quick version of a long story. (laughs) No, that's awesome. And you've got, all of you have teenagers, right? Kind of entering into the teenage dumb space. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I, to have your children say, you know, 
or to have you mention that they go talk about their friends, you know, about what your mom's doing and, and being proud of you and things like that. Like, that's huge. I think maybe if we were looking back at when they're super little, right, and growing up and they need us all the time, it is hard for us to feel like we have the time, the space, the capacity, sometimes the mental capacity to do something large. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Uh, Colette, how about you? What's your story? Let's see. Well, I grew up with my mom working a lot and I remember my mom and dad both working to, well, not together. So I was used to seeing my mom go. And then when she became a single mom, my parents divorced, she became a single mom. She even had to work harder, which made me the nurturer. <laughs> so I feel like now fast forward all of these years, I feel like I'm just like making sure everybody's okay and things like that. But also it's really helped me to learn to appreciate her. But then, you know, like fast forward now, if I have five children at home, yes, I have three teenagers in the house at the moment <laughs> and um, two younger ones. But yeah, being at a point now where to step out and to start thinking a little bit more about myself, or I think even when they were little, I don't know, just getting out there like and doing stuff for you because the traditional um, saying where you need to put your mask on first, your oxygen mask on first to survive before taking care of everybody else is always there. But I feel like I forget. And then you're like trying to stumble around and take care of everybody else. And, and then I'm drowning. You're like, hello. So it's kind <laughs> of, it's been a good ride to try and figure out that balance. And because I've always wanted to be a mom. I had an aunt when growing up that I just idolized. Like her house was always clean. Like everything was always put together. I mean, you know, like to perfection. And that's not realistic. <laughs> and so I think now moving forward to, I mean, that's my job is my kids, my house, you know, taking care of everybody. And for me, for at this personal point in my life, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel now that I'm kind of getting older and realizing it's really cool to do podcasting and I struggle with it still. You can ask these ladies. I still am like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what do your kids think of you podcasting? I don't even think they care. <laughs> they don't know. I don't think like it's so do. normal. Yeah. I think I'm they're sure like, oh, they, mom's not gone. I'm sure <laughs> they're like, wow, mom's. Russell's proud of me. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, my We're kids all proud, proud of, of all of you. I will say that. Like we've had so many people listening to your podcast. And obviously the messages that you share out into the world of these women's stories, uh, that's the whole point is to share her journey, right? They're so inspiring. Uh, one thing I noticed as you were all making your, telling your stories, we've seen like maybe perhaps like a flux of, yeah, at this stage in life, this is what my life looked like, right? And then maybe children were older or maybe there were different uh, responsibilities that came into the family or needs that we had. So things changed a bit. And that's the thing is that we don't just have to stay static, right? I mean, our life is going to change. It's it's supposed to. We're supposed to change with it. I love that. You also talked about balance. And I, I don't have any other cool thing except for this really awesome ClickFunnels notebook. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of some something really flat here. But if we think about balance, right? So right now, this is pretty balanced. Yes. Everything has to be equal on both sides for it to be completely balanced. How, like you said, like having a clean, perfect house, how often is that going to happen yeah, if never. something else doesn't suffer on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So like to have both sides perfectly balanced, whether that is our dreams or our business or our, you know, creating income or, you know, family or whatever, all the, the things that are on your scales, 
in I wouldn't that be cool if I had a scale here. Um, in order to do that, like that's a Wonder Woman job, and we're not Wonder Women. So I don't know, like it's natural for us to be unbalanced. So why are we so guilty all the time? Like we gotta drop that. Yeah. We do. And a thought just came to my mind. I remember one time I had someone come to my house and I was just apologizing because I had toys everywhere. It was just crazy. And he's like, You have at the time four children. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I do. I'm good. We're good. Everybody's alive. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. So that totally. reminded me too. I love um, Dr. Julie Hanks. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she talks about relationship over the role. And I think that that is something that has really, really helped me because like you internalize your role as yeah. a mother and it's like, how do you you need to value the relationship over that role. Like, and the role is the perfect mother, the perfect house, the perfect this. And yeah. that's not, that's not right. Um, and so we need to get that out of our mind that that is what's important. And it's the relationship with our kids. That's important. Mm-hmm. And so 100%. that's helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think the kids have- are going to remember what you do with them, right? Yeah. They're going to remember the feeling they had. Yeah. The experience. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like you could spend all day long with your children, but not necessarily connect with them. And so if you made that yeah. your relationship with them, your most important time, even if you only had that half an hour and like that super quality time, then I think that would have your bigger impact. But I know that I have a really good friend of mine who is a single mom and she is really struggling, but she has so much mom guilt over that she has to go to work and that she can't give her children everything that she needs. Or I spent time with this child, but I haven't spent time with this child yet, but she is constantly riddled with it. Like it plagues her. It makes her feel like, you know, not sleep at night because she wants so much for her kids that she doesn't feel like she can give them. And I, that's just not something that I super struggle with. Like maybe I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not a super guilt myself type of person. I'm just like, okay, well, I'll try better next time. But do you have any thoughts? Like what would you, what's advice that you give to people for mom guilt? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I can say is to flip the script and both sides can be true. It just depends on which one you are contemplating. So let me give an example. Mm -hmm. And Colette, I'm not sure if we were there at the exact same Tony Robbins event, or if this was a different one that we went to, but in his UPW, he talks about, okay, what are the stories that you tell in your head, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can say them right now. (laughs) Most of us don't say them out loud. Uh, These phrases that that just play on a loop in our head, right? And a lot of it stems from guilt and things like that. But my phrase for a long time was, I was a a full-time working mom with my preschool and other things like that. And I had always been a stay-at-home mom before though. I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years. And then because I became a single mom, I did have to go into full-time working mode with my preschool. And it was growing really big. So I was working a lot, but I felt like I couldn't just stop that. Like, and I felt like my kids were suffering. So my loop in my head was my kids will be hurt because I work. And it was interesting in the Tony Robbins event, he said, just change one word, completely changes it. So 180. And what was that word? It was hurt. And so, because in my head, it was like, oh, because I can't spend time with them, they're hurting for mom, right? Um, I changed the one word from hurt to blessed. My children will be blessed because I work, because now we have a stable family situation where I can be at peace and loving to them. And we're not struggling with just 
basic human needs that can put an extra strain on our relationship. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it took some mental work during the event for sure. But so, so identify what that one phrase is. It's on that loop, that guilt that's going on. What's the one word that's the negative? How can you change it? And can you truly embrace the truth of that? That will set you free. Yes. I love that. And realizing, I tried to point this out to my friend, like, but look at what you are doing. Because yes, if you're always focused on what you're not doing, what you're not good enough at, then that is, that is the loop in your head. So that's awesome. I love that. Changing that one word. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So let me now bring this all together. Uh, We've heard your stories of where you came from, even some mentioning, you know, well, your mom was this or that. And interesting, all different stories. Again, uh, we all come from different places, but you have collaboratively come together to produce this amazing podcast, Sharing Her Journey. What prompted that decision to say, let's do a podcast? (laughs) Kirsten. Russell Brunson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, it was my idea. Um, I had been wanting, I'd been kind of thinking about the idea of doing it. And then I was at what Russell's event and um, just talking about the importance of recording. And I'm like, even if nobody listens to us, we'll have our voices recorded for our children. Yeah. And maybe they might get something out of it one day. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, and then, yes, yeah, just like bringing together women also, because like I said, when I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years, I did feel isolated a lot. Um, and it was, it's like a mind shift. I feel like each time, cause it was like, then when I was a stay at home mom, then I was like, Oh, well, I'm kind of guilt. I kind of feel guilty because when I was working part time, I was like, why do I love it when I go to work? Cause I get to, I get a break <laughs> from my kids and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I think it's like, you get both on both sides. I'm like, anyway, so, um, I think, and so then I was a stay at home mom feeling guilty for missing work and feeling alone. Like, mm-hmm. am I the only one that feels this way? And um, so, yeah, I just feel that there are a lot of moms out there, no matter if what role you're in or like you said, what phase you're in that need to connect to other women to know that they're not the only ones feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of been the basis of our podcast. And I feel like so many women have come and shared their stories and we've had so much response of like, you know, especially with like depression or something like that, that I have felt the same way, but that's such an isolating thing and you feel so alone and that nobody would understand. And so I think just sharing these stories so that other people can feel that they're not alone, that their fears and can be validated. And I feel like, and that's brought us closer and it's brought us to knowing so many other people and just exploring our own, you know, talents and trying to learn more about our own selves. So I think it's been so fun. Absolutely. That is amazing. So if our listeners would like to go listen to their, into your podcast, which I know they're going to want to, uh, the name of your podcast is sharing her journey. Where can they find you at on social media? Yeah, we're all over. We are on Facebook. We actually have a Facebook group, which is a community of women. And we kind of even go on there like, what's for dinner? What are you guys doing? And it's trying to just become just this group of connection. So if you go to sharing her journey, on Instagram, we have a link tree that will take you to all of our different episodes and to join our group. You can ask to join our group on Facebook, find us on there, sharing her journey. We have a website, sharingherjourney.com that has all of our show notes and different things that our guests have given us as well. And we just got on YouTube. Yes. That's awesome. Exciting. Fairly. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> we have one, one episode up. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'll go watch it for sure. Yes. Well, 
Again, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and everybody go listen to the podcast, sharing her journey to be able to hear real women share their true stories so that you can feel like you're not alone. Thanks again. Thanks, Joy. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Preschool All-Stars podcast. If you want to learn more about how you can create your own successful preschool so you can stay home with your kids, create a consistent income, and make a difference in children's lives, then be sure to head over to joyanderson.com to pick up your free copy of my book, Start Your Preschool. It has over 300 pages and teaches you how to create a successful local or online preschool. The book is free. All that I ask is you help cover the cost of shipping. Again, go to joyanderson.com to get your free copy of my book. Until next time, keep serving, keep teaching, and keep growing. We'll talk to you soon.